I'm Chad Main, the founder of Legal Services Company Percipient, and this is Technically Legal, a podcast about legal technology, innovation in the legal industry, and the impact tech is having on the law. On today's episode, I have a conversation with Eric Bermudez. He's the Vice President of Strategic Partnerships at legal tech company Filevine. He and I discuss how organizations can achieve meaningful adoption of technology and encourage changes and innovation in the way they're doing their work. When I left legal practice about 10 years ago and started my company, I thought for sure selling tech and innovative ways of doing legal work would be a no-brainer and it would be really easy to do. I figured people couldn't help resist my charm and immediately see the value of what we were trying to offer. Man, was I wrong. Selling tech and change is not easy in any industry, and that's especially true in legal. Also, once you make the sale, you need your customers to actually buy in and adopt the product or services you're offering and actually use them. Although I learned that selling change is hard, it's not impossible. And today's guest offers some tips about how to get clients and customers to adopt technology and innovation. He's Eric Bermudez. He's the Vice President of Strategic Partnerships at Filevine. Filevine is a legal tech company based in Salt Lake City. You might have heard about them because they host an annual legal technology conference called Lex. It was previously known as Legal X. It used to be up at Park City, but nowadays it's in Salt Lake City. Filevine is case management software that's used by law firms and legal departments and has a ton of features beyond case and project management, like lead management, billing and timekeeping, and contract and document management. In my conversation with Eric, he explains the importance of having an internal champion to drive adoption of new technology, and he also tells us why internal education efforts about the product and how to use it are important. For that types of stuff, he's a big fan of Lunch and Learns. Before he got into legal, he was in the medical field. So I spent 10 years with a consultancy in healthcare technology. So it's a smaller company just south of Salt Lake City. So I spent 10 years there. And what we mainly did was we did uh, research interviews and studies with healthcare systems across the country, mainly with CTOs and CIOs, but with many of the C-suite in those healthcare systems to understand how technology and how vendors impacted the way they delivered care. So I spent 10 years doing that. I was mainly focused on the post-acute care side, so elder care, senior care facilities, and then I shifted into ambulatory physician care, outpatient services, and then went into inpatient, which was really interesting. So the inpatient EMR systems, electronic medical record systems. So I did a lot of research there for 10 years. Probably about five years ago, I got a call from one of my really good friends uh, who I really love and respect. at the time, he was one of the leadership here in Filevine. His name's Michael Anderson. And he called me and said, hey, I think we're doing something special over here at Filevine. You really ought to come take a look. We're kind of building the team, and, and we think that uh, we think that you'd be a great addition to it. What year's this? This was in 2018. He first called me. How old is Filevine? Filevine, we started in early 2015. Okay. Took a year, the process to get you out. Took a year. Took a year. And really what I understood and appreciate is that Filevine is a technology that truly changes the way that legal work gets done. And that was really attractive to me at the time. So it did take a year, though. I I was, like I said, with the previous company for 10 years and uh, took some time, but finally made the leap, joined Filevine as uh, the leader over all strategic partnerships for the company. And the reason why I really enjoyed Filevine and specifically the team and role of leading out strategic partnerships is because I felt like partnerships can be and should be everything within within a company. Uh, you can have partnerships and you should have partnerships with your customers and your users. You should have great relationships and partnerships with other software companies, other services companies. 
So really, I took the spin that partnerships can impact everything within the business and most importantly, can help our customers achieve greater success. So I took on the role in middle of 2019, and uh, it's been a fantastic ride ever since. Well, that's great. So let's talk about Filevine before we get the meat of our conversation. You and I are up at Park City. We're at Sundance. I bump into you at the bar, and I say, hey, uh, what do you do? And you say, I'm in legal tech. And I say, hey, you know, me too. You say, hey, I work at Filevine. And I go, tell me about it. What do you do? What does Filevine do? Yeah, so Filevine is... It's basically the operating platform for a law firm. So everything from the very, very top end of the funnel, meaning someone calls your law firm and you want to track that lead, uh, you want to chase that lead. Ultimately, you want to be the representation, legal representation for that lead. You have to track all of that. So the very, very upfront start of your business when you engage a client or a prospect for the very first time within a law firm, all the way down to the backend operations and KPIs and weekly, monthly, quarterly reporting, all of that can be tracked within Filevine. We started out as a case management software company. So every bit and detail of the necessary and highly confidential information related to a client and related to a particular matter or case can be housed within Filevine. Then we built out the dashboards and the data visualization. So if you're a CEO of your law firm, and you want to track every piece of data, you can do that within Filevine. We have a product called Periscope. We also can manage and store and track every piece of document and all the documents. So we're also a document warehousing, a document management software embedded within Filevine. So no longer are the days that you have to go to the filing cabinet, open up a new browser if you want to manage your documents. That can be done all within the same platform within Filevine. And then we have an intake software solution uh, called Lead Docket that we acquired in early 2020. That's the software that tracks all your leads and lead management. So when you see a billboard and someone calls the phone number on the billboard because they were in a car accident, that can now all be tracked within Filevine with the product called Lead Docket. So everything from end to end, how to manage an efficient and the next generation law firm can be done on the Filevine platform. Is it? erroneous for me to say when I was checking out Filevine and checking the features and stuff, it's kind of like at some level, a very sophisticated CRM for a law firm. Like, you know, we use HubSpot internally at my company and it has our leads, but it also has our ticketing system for service and has our documents and Filevine fills that role, but with a legal focus and, the, and for the intricacies and, and the idiosyncrasies of legal, right? Absolutely. Think of it as Filevine is the most incredible sophisticated box of Legos that you will ever find. And the beautiful thing is if you were to build a Lego set, you would build it completely different than how I build a Lego set. Even though we want the same thing and we want to build the best house in the entire world, we're going to approach that differently. And we feel like law firms are the exact same. Some of these law firms that are our customers have been in business for over a hundred years, right? And they have certain processes where you don't have to transform to the technology. The technology can actually transform to you to allow your law firm to achieve the best business results. And that's what we're all about, is a customizable, configurable platform that you can really tailor it to your law firm. But I also saw on your website, Filevine also works for legal teams, in-house legal teams. So tell me the difference, if there is different use cases in-house. I guess one thing that would be different is, although the client for in-house legal team is the business and not somebody that saw a billboard. That's exactly right. So because it's so configurable, you can really take Filevine and put it into any business that has a start, 
that has a finish and you're managing the client relationship and you're managing a lot of details that typically fall through the cracks. So for in-house legal teams, for example, we acquired a company just about two years ago now called Outlaw. And Outlaw is a contract lifecycle management platform. And so basically what that means is you have three parties anytime that a contract comes into play, right? You have usually a sales team, usually have in-house counsel and legal teams, and then you have the prospect or the customer signer. And a lot of times the most common question in that process of redlining and negotiating is you all hop on the phone and you say, who has the latest version, right? right, right. I'm sure we've all heard that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Word document and, and you have to manage the latest version because you're downloading, you're editing the Word document, you're uploading, you're sending it via email and the versions get lost. Contract lifecycle management software, specifically Outlaw, that is a product of FileVines, solves that problem. It's an in-the-cloud contract document solution. So that way, the drafting, the redlining, the negotiation, the e-signing, all of that can be done within Outlaw and you don't have to worry about who has the latest version. You don't have to worry about, okay, is someone saving multiple versions in on other desktops or on other servers? All of those worries melt away. So for in-house counsel, you can imagine contracts is a big part of their role. That's exactly what they do. And so we feel like Outlaw gives them a leg up in terms of efficiency and effectiveness in order to execute a huge part of their role when it comes specifically to contracts. Is there an API? Does it connect with other pieces of software? Because you said partnerships are important to you. 1,000%. We strongly believe that having an open API that our customers can leverage to achieve the best results that they desire is incredibly important. So from the start, actually, we've always had an open API where our customers or third-party applications can plug in and they can push and pull data as they see fit. When we come back in just a minute, Eric fills us in about why getting buy-in from the top is crucial to bringing in new software and how once you get software into your organization, that education is the key to fostering its adoption. I'm Chad Main, and you're listening to Technically Legal. We need to do more with less. That is the key takeaway nowadays from almost every survey of in-house counsel. But what if it didn't have to be that way? What if you actually could do more for less? By combining legal expertise and technology, Percipient enables legal teams to get more work done for less. Buried in contracts and sales is frustrated with turnaround time? We can help with that. Did you just get hit with a subpoena and reviewing 100,000 documents and files will tax your resources or cost you a small fortune in billable hours? We can help there too. Our team of legal professionals leverage tech and project management principles with the right amount of human oversight to deliver precise, efficient, and cost-effective legal solutions. Whether it's legal operations and contract management support, subpoena compliance, or document review, Percipient is your partner in really doing more for less. Percipient. Legal services powered by technology. We'll get back to my conversation with Eric Bermudez in just one second. But before we do, I want to let you know that for every episode at tlpodcast.com, we have a dedicated episode page where you can find more information about our guests and links to some of the stuff we talk about. Also, if you want to get a hold of me, you can email me at cmain or percipient.co, that's C-M-A-I-N or percipient.co, or find me on LinkedIn or Twitter. One of the first things I've heard from many any price salespeople and just implementation managers too is, Bringing in software to an organization is not going to be successful unless you get management behind it from the get-go. But that kind of begs the question because it may not be management that's on the ground 
that sees the software in the first place and says, hey, we should start using that. So if you need buy-in at the top, and that's kind of a key starting point, how do you get there if they may not be in the mix day-to-day looking for new solutions for the people doing the work? For me and what we've seen, not only in my experience in the healthcare side, uh, because implementing an EMR in a healthcare system, a 20 hospital healthcare system is very similar (laughs) to implementing a case management software and a document management software uh, in a very large law firm, right? Uh, There's a lot of similarities. And uh, you bring up a really important point because it is tough, right? It is really, really tough. And to me, it all comes down to the pain and the problem. If top management don't see a problem and don't see that the business is experiencing pain, it's really, really hard for them to be convinced that swapping out to a totally different software platform is important and should be a priority. So whether it's the Filevine team or even better, I know this ties into another bullet point that I mentioned earlier around having an internal champion, having that team within the company to say, look, we can achieve X because of this, this, and this this is how we're doing it today. And this is the pain and the hurdle that we're experiencing. It's really hard to convince top leadership that this is necessary without having that discussion, having that buy-in. So you're totally right. It sometimes takes a long time. It sometimes is a little bit of time, but, but having top management understand the business problem that needs to be solved is going to be a key item in order for them to be convinced that this is necessary. What have you found works for management when someone who's middle management or just, you know, a partner to offer who's not on the tech committee or whatever it is, or is on the tech committee and needs to get buy-in from somewhere higher up the management committee. What are you finding actually clicks with management says, oh, we should start using this software. We should bring it in. We should take the time and effort to kind of tweak the way we're doing stuff. To me, Chad, it comes down to one of three items and it could be a mix of these three items, money, time, or safety. What I mean by that is if you can allow top management to see that this change will allow the business to get better results from a financial standpoint, that's going to be a huge win for the business, right? So that's one lever. The other lever is time. So although maybe we're not going to be able to make more money, um, if we can save time, which kind of in quotations is, you know, allowing us to make more money. But if you can allow top management to say, we're going to be that much more efficient, And we're going to be that much more effective because of this new tool, this new software. That's another way. And then thirdly would be the safety. So a lot of top management are starting to realize that cybersecurity, that breaches, those are huge issues that can bring a business down to its knees overnight if you're not careful and if you don't have the right safety processes and protocols in place from a cybersecurity standpoint. So if you can help top management understand Having our servers in the walls of our building could actually be more scary than having it in the cloud these days, where there's a reason why everyone's going to the cloud. So that's just one example of helping top management understand that even from a cybersecurity standpoint, shifting to the Filevine or shifting to a cloud-based platform like Filevine can bring huge benefits. That's just another example. So I would say one of those three areas continually discussing that with them and helping them understand the benefits of moving to Filevine because of those three areas, that's a huge selling point. And you've already mentioned you need an internal champion within the organization kind of spearheading or pushing the adoption of software through. But is this person the one that's going to management with the idea? Or is it someone in management? Or is it someone different? Or can it be any of the three? Who is usually the internal champion? 
And why is it important? It actually can be any of the three. And the reason for that is the internal champion is really someone who can oversee the drive to this. Because look, I think we can all agree one of the hardest things ever in the entire world is changing human behavior and shifting to a completely different platform, especially a platform like Filevine, where when you come into work in the morning, you're going straight to Filevine to get your work done. When you leave at the end of the day in the evening, you're leaving Filevine. So when you're talking about a platform that you're in for eight to 12 hours, maybe even more every day, that is a huge impact to human behavior. And that's hard. And you have to have someone within the organization that if you're skeptical or if you're hesitant to try something new, you're hesitant to get into Filevine and understand the functionality, you're hesitant to participate in that two-hour training because you have more important work to do, whatever the case might be, if you don't have someone internal that can stand up and say, look, I've been there, I've done that, I know exactly why you're hesitating or you're frustrated, but let me tell you why this is important for the organization. If you can have that person, and they can be a colleague, they can be a peer, they can be a leader, that really that person can be anyone. The most important thing is that person has to be respected by their peers internally within the organization. Because Filevine trainers can come in all day long and they can say, this is important that you sit down for four hours and understand how to build a report within Filevine. It's different when it's someone that you've been with for years, that you've been in the trenches with, that you know, that you respect, you know their family, you've worked with them. If they can say that same message, it resonates much better to the rest of the staff. So that internal champion plays a huge role. You kind of morphed into like second part. We initially started talking about how to even get buy-in to get the product in the organization. But you moved over to, all right, we got it now. Let's start using it. And as we know, not just law firms, but many organizations, people, they buy software and it goes unused. You know, it just, it was used. So tell me some things, efforts, kind of tricks that the internal champion can use to promote adoption within the organization for the actual users, the people with boots on the ground, using it all day. What we found is, um, obviously, you have to start somewhere. So the Filevine training team or one of our partners, they will come in and they will do a big bang training, right? They're going to get the staff together. There's all sorts of modules of training and certifications that team members within the law firm can do in order to be trained. But that's not where training stops. Um, what we found is that ongoing training, and I think I called it in my notes here, offer brown bag lunch and learns, right? So lunch and learns. At some point, the huge two-hour trainings should stop, at least for ongoing enhancement and ongoing optimization. What we found is that somewhere within the law firm, there's usually pockets of incredible success that normally go unseen. So if management or that internal champion can identify, wow, Susie over here is using Filevine really well in this way. Maybe not the entire thing because Filevine is an incredible platform and you can do just about anything within Filevine. But if Susie's doing something very specific that is helping her achieve incredible results, then why not schedule a meeting where Susie could come and share those tips and tricks with the rest of her staff? I think that shows some sort of validation to Susie in her role. And let's put that on a pedestal for the rest of the staff to see. And what is Tim doing over here in the corner with Filevine? Maybe next month, we're gonna do this tips and tricks session. 
and having it be light, having it be hands-on, having it be casual and informal and comfortable for the rest of the staff, not, hey, they're doing it better, so if you don't do this, uh, you're going to get this big whack on, uh, you know, whack with a stick. That's not the idea. The idea here is let's have an environment where we're a team, we're all trying to use FileVine in the best way to achieve the most incredible results as a business and help our clients in the best way possible. And if you can do it in that spirit and have these brown bag lunch and learns, and it can be from anyone, but I think the important piece is it's light, it's informative, and the focus is knowledge transfer. That's really at the end of the day what training is, is you're transferring knowledge of how to do something with technology to better your day-to-day. If you can focus on that and make that the core in these little miniature lunch and learns, brown bag lunch and learn sessions, we found that to be really, really helpful with the law firms that have implemented that strategy. And so the person really driving the training at that lunch and learn is a person with the law firm, is a person with the organization, rather than someone from FileVine. Or is it, is it both? Is it tandem? What, what have you found works best? We've actually done both and we're happy to support, but we found that if someone within the law firm can do that lunch and learn and, and, and conduct that, it really, really resonates. Now, we've been on some of those where the FileVine training team will be flies on the wall, right. right? And we'll answer questions here and there. And we've also led some of those, and those have been effective and, and helpful. But again, if someone in the firm, if the rest of the team knows Susie and it's tangible and palpable that Susie's excelling in her role because of something that she does within FileVine, let's take that tip and trick and share it with the rest of the staff. And a FileVine team member, maybe we know it, maybe we don't, but we're not in that law firm's business. So Susie has been there for eight years and knows that law firm's business. And maybe it's a unique thing that they only do in the country, unique to that law firm. Well, that brings a lot more credibility coming in from a training standpoint. If Susie can be the one to voice that and show it, not someone external to the organization. So we've got a phase three with implementation here, right? I mean, you've got first you got to get buy-in and get the first step, get it purchased. Then you got implementation and training to make sure it's being used. But then you got to validate that it was a good purchase, right? And that's where reporting comes in. So how should organizations effectively track metrics of software adoption? How should they track reporting? Because a lot of people say they're going to do it, but they just don't do it. But what are we looking for to make sure that we're getting good information and it's actually showing that the use of the software is what we expected or is not? That's a really good point, Chad. And I think that points to the culture of the law firm and alignment of that culture around what's most important and what matters most, right? So if you have business results that go down to the department level, that then those results and those metrics go down to the team level and then maybe down to the individual level, I think that's one set of metrics that are really, really important to keep an eye on to really understand how FileVine is impacting those over the days, weeks, months, quarters, and years. Now, those are all things that can be tracked, actually, and we hope that all of our customers use Periscope to be able to track the KPIs that matter most to their business. And uh, it's an incredible reporting tool, a data visualization tool that you can see for the long term, and you can drill down and do all sorts of fun things within that. But then there's a second set of KPIs that I think are really interesting, and that is, are my teams using the tool that we're spending a lot of money on? Are they going in and generating documents? They can generate that on the side using Word if they want to, but why would they do that if they can be trained to do it more efficiently and more effectively within FileVine itself? And you can track that because of the nature of a cloud-based tool, 
you can actually see and monitor how well your team members down to the individual team member are doing in their use of FileVime. And so what I mean by that is if you have John over here that is settling more, that is closing out cases more for more money, and you have uh, Jim over here that's not doing it, you can actually see are they using the processes and the standardized workflows that we've implemented within FileVine and is that's what driving the change between Jim's results and John's results. And those can all be tracked within FileVine. And there's not many software out there where you can actually drill down to that level and see, is the software helping them to perform better in their day-to-day -day work? But in FileVine, we believe that that's in in incredibly important. Especially, and I'll tell you when, uh, in March of 2020, I think we all know what happened, right? And uh, if you have these massive law firms where they're accustomed in 2019, everyone comes in the office, right. right? You have a certain level of, you know, I can see my teams doing what they do on the day to day. Then all of a sudden in the middle of March, everyone goes home. How can you track what are people doing? What are they working on? Are they working on the projects and the cases and the matters that matter most to their law firm? How can you know that if you're tied into a server-based software and you can't have that track, let alone, you know, everyone's IT team is scrambling to make sure that as they work on their laptops, the data is secure, it's protected, they can VPN into the server. The, the COVID, I think, caused a lot of craziness when it comes to the remote work culture and the start of that for many law firms. Well, we are proud to say that a lot of our customers were ready for it and prepared for it. They go home, they open up their laptops, they go to their computers, they log into FileVine, and it's just as if they were in the office and they don't have to do any of the craziness. And the management can see, okay, are we just as effective in a remote work environment as we were last month when we were all in the office? So I think that culture of accountability of this is important, if it's important to management, I think all of those things can trickle down into the one-on-ones that you have with your team to make sure that they're using FileVine. And not only that, that because of their use of FileVine, they're getting better and improved results. Eric, appreciate your time. I'm sure you've convinced a few people to take more of an in-depth look at FileVine. They want to do that. Where do you want to send them? You can go to our website, always, FileVine.com. And uh, they can, you know anyone can email me. It's erik at FileVine.com. I'm happy to answer any questions. But reach out to us. We're happy to make sure that your technology needs are, are taken care of. And Chad, I just want to say thank you for this time. Of course. It's been a great interview and, and appreciate the drill into these insights. Hopefully some of them were at least helpful. Okay, that's a wrap for today's episode. As always, we really appreciate you listening. If you want to subscribe, you can find us on most major podcast platforms like Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, etc. Also, if you like us enough, I hope you leave us a favorable review. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, this has been Technically Legal.